This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, a very special show today on Spear Factor. We have an inventor and an engineer from Switzerland. His name is Philip Mischler, and he is the inventor of the SENS 7 free dive recovery vest, uh, free dive vest, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's S E N S zero seven vest. And he's so kind to break down the ins and outs of the vest and how it works and all that stuff like that. But he also gave us a promo code for an additional 10% off of the vest, uh, spear factor 10, all capital. And hopefully you guys can, uh, get one of the vests, and hopefully we can save some lives this year. So I enjoyed making this one, and I hope you guys enjoy the show as well. Thanks. And now I'd like to thank our sponsor, Mr. Ted Hardy of Immersion Freediving. Uh, enter promo code SPEARFACTOR for 15% off uh, on his 28-day freediving transformation course. And uh, it's pretty awesome. I've used it, and I recommend it. So you can find this course and the other courses Ted puts out for us at freedivingsafety.com. Um, like I said, enter the promo code SPEARFACTOR for the discount. And thanks, Ted, for sponsoring the show. Our next sponsor is Hot Rod Spear Guns. Uh, Paul has offered us 10% discount with a promo code SPEARFACTOR. So thanks, Paul, for making badass guns and uh, providing a hookup for our listeners. And Kimura Side Slip. So Kamira Side Slip, you can purchase those at Kamira Spearfishing. That's K-I-M-E-R-A. And basically, I've talked about the side slip before on the show. It's kind of the benefits of a slip tip without worrying about breaking your tip, hunting around rocks. Uh, it replaces the flopper with a side slip. Uh, check it out more at the website. And if you use promo code SPEARFACTOR, all lowercase, at checkout, they'll give you 5% off. And our last sponsor is One Drop Spearfishing. Basically a, an environmentally minded group of guys that love to dive, live and breathe it, 
but their whole focus is feeding friends and family and enjoying their time in the water. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, solid group of guys. And uh, check out their website, One Drop Spearfishing. Check them out on YouTube, One Drop Spearfishing. And if you'd like to uh, sponsor Spear Factor Podcast, feel free. Uh, you can go ahead and shoot me a note on the website, spearfactor.com. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to Spear Factor. We got a, a, a guest on today that is, he's an inventor, he's an engineer, and he's trying to make life a lot safer for us. Uh, his name is Philip. He's from Switzerland. Um, and like I said, he's an engineer. And the name of his company is Pro Vital Tech, correct? Perfect. Yes, perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> Philip, introduce yourself and then also like tell us what, what you're doing. Yeah, as you said, uh, my name is Philip, and um, yeah, we uh, we started uh, with uh, this idea about uh, almost ten years ago. Um, well, the the main thing was uh, because uh, I was with my wife on the beach with my three kids. I have three boys; they are now all a bit a bit older, but this time they were quite young. And uh, yeah, we enjoyed the beach, but unfortunately, it was not possible because the boys were playing in the water. My wife was always scared something can happen, and so I couldn't drink my beer, relax. So <laughs> you'd always to get up and check the kids, which is of course fun, but uh, you can also do different things. So I thought there must be a solution. And this was the start point to think about any kind of technology with, which could keep me with the beer with my wife and not always running around to check the kids. <laughs> but it took some years to have uh, then uh, some kind of prototype. And so it started to evolve all the story up to today. And um, yeah, at yes. this time I was not spearfish or freediver. It was far away from that, but all this came with time. Yeah, so it's basically like a freediving. It's a, a freediving life vest that is. It's kind of similar. It reminds me of uh, the freediving recovery vest that Terry Moss has. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, and you set so you can set the time right, and which you want it to go off and all of that. It's fairly streamlined um did you want to give us any insight into it at all or like what yeah, of course, no, and outs? yeah. It's, it's no secret it's it's basically it's a it's very similar to terry moss i mean conceptual wise it's very similar you have also time and depth combination you have the the, the blackout protection he calls it the um uh, deep uh, i forgot how it mean, means but it's the same the same concept but i must say uh, I developed that before I saw Terry Mars's vest, and somehow, yes, the concept was quite similar at the end. The implementation is very different. So um, the vest looks very different. It works very, very different, but uh, the conceptual idea uh, is similar, obviously, because you have only depth and time, so you can't invent uh, something else. So that's the reason why the concept is quite similar. And um, yeah, you have a, a computer who um, calculates a diving risk based on these uh, parameters. You can uh, set up a lot of parameters. You can change that via an app. I can perhaps later come more in detail into that. And when the situation becomes dangerous, then um, um, it inflates and brings you back to the surface into a secure position. This means uh, you face uh, is out of the water. So even when you're not conscious anymore, you can still breathe. 
And uh, it also turns you around. So when you come up uh, with the, uh, so when you are in the wrong position, it turns you around. This technology is copied from the life jackets, um, the, the standard inflatable life jackets for sailors. They have a similar technology that turn you on the back to be sure that your briefing, uh, your nose and your mouth is out of the water. So, and you mentioned it's different in in ways from the Terry Moss's vest. How is it different? Are you allowed to talk um, about that? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's no, no. It's not no secret. Uh, I don't know Terry Moss's vest in detail, but as far as I know, is um, um, his vest is um, is a uh, uh, is battery driven in the sense that you need to replace a battery or charge a battery. Um, our vest uh, has also a battery, but it has a lifetime of uh, five to ten years. So it's not foreseen to change or to charge it. It just it just runs. It just works. And as a consequence, uh, the vest has even no switch on button. It runs constantly. So you just take it on and you dive. There is nothing to prepare. And um, the second big difference is probably the way how we inflate the bladders, the bladders are the, the volume you know, to, to, to put the CO2 in. Um, we both use, of course, a CO2 cylinder, um, but our vest uh, has a little um, uh, pyrotechnical device, which opens a hole. And Terramars, I think, is mechanical with a spring, something like that. Um, and then the vest itself is very different. Um, so how how the bladder is shaped, how the the vest looks, that's very very different. Terimas made a, a totally new construction. By the way, very impressive. As I'm I'm very admiring what he's doing or what he did because he stopped unfortunately. And our bladder system is more a copy of uh, of conventional inflatable life jackets. I noticed that. Yeah, I saw it. Reminded me of the horse collar life jackets. Exactly. Where it yeah. work. It looks only... very similar. Yeah, it looks very similar. Okay. Yeah. Is it neutral in the water? Is it negative buoyant? Is it like? No, is it's, it's neutral. Okay. It's it's more or less neutral. Depends a little bit uh, how long it's in the water because uh, it can catch a little bit of uh, air bubbles, and when you shake it on the water, and so then it's neutral. Yeah. Okay. So basic. Yeah, basic is neutral, and. Um, yeah, you have even little pockets for for weights, or neck weights, so we can then uh, adjust a little bit. But it's 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 neutral normally. Yeah. So how did you transition from you were sitting on the beach, drinking a beer with your wife, and then having <laughs> to go chase your kids? I totally understand. How did you transition that into uh, uh, something used for free diving or spearfishing? Like, did you were you inspired <laughs> by something, or did you see something, or did you get into diving and spearfishing yourself? No, no. As I mentioned before, I was far away from that. I'm, I'm more coming from the. Also at this time, I thought um, we need to have something for kids, obviously, because this was the aim. So, um, uh, and because the volume needs to be small, the device needs to be small because kids are small. So the first idea was to have a certain kind of necklace. So everything was built in the necklace. And uh, of course, it was a bit of thick necklace. We had it around your neck. And um, similar to today, when something happened, it inflates. But um, 
you can imagine it was not so successful because when you put a necklace on your kid which inflates yes. choked so them out pe yeah people were horrified about this idea right so it was never in production it was just a crazy prototype but i learned quite quickly that's not the solution so um and the next was then um because my kids they also they are quite cold in the water they're not used to cold water so i thought i could build it in in the neoprene so in a in a in a wetsuit. Um, so you can imagine a bit similar than today, a wetsuit which has two layers and the layer between you can fill with air. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> when it inflates, it look like a like a tire man, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like fat, and um, it wasn't really a solution either because you you turned in all sides. You couldn't really move. It was it was a disaster in this sense, but quite funny. Um, as at that, it was just a prototype. So we learned that it needs more than just air. It needs to be uh, something which also gives you a certain kind of stability and, and orientation, not just going up because at the end your feet are out of the water and your head is still in the water. This doesn't help at all. So, and then we come on the idea, yes, there, there are life jackets. They always, they already um, solve this problem in the conventional way, which is known. And then we went into, we needed to look for for target segment. The children were an interesting segment, but uh, we thought we want to be a bit more professional, so we aimed for sailors. Uh -huh. um, sailors, they they have always a life jacket, as everybody knows. But when you go into the area of professional sailors, they need something else because the, these professional sailors, when they, for example, when they tip over, they suddenly find themselves below the sail. And so to have then an inflatable life jacket is quite deadly. So you need to be able to dive away, down away from the sail and then go up. So that's a super good point. I mean, yeah, that's, I've seen that as well with things when that, when the life jacket inflates, now you're pinned. I've seen it in free diving too, where uh, this actually happened, where a guy was tangled and he hit the inf like inflation and he now the line was super tight and he couldn't get it out because it was cinched down and uh he didn't have a knife and yeah. he he drowned that way um yeah, yeah people don't realize that that's <laughs> being able to dive down is a good thing sometimes especially um yeah with float coats wearing the float coats and stuff yeah 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 this leads also topics like uh, cave diving there there's also special uh, yeah, I need to be very cautious not to have a system like that activated in the cave. That's not fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so basically, to come back on the story, so we thought we could go into that direction. And um, yeah, but this is quite difficult to get uh, a segment space in this professional sailors area because yeah, it's quite a small niche. You need to know these people. It's a special world of these. Uh, uh, very professional sailors, difficult to enter. I like sailing, but I'm not a professional sailor, so I have no right. direct contact. And then suddenly, yes, because I'm diving since a long time, as a scuba diving, I, I, I saw these uh, apnoe divers, 
and of course then the rest was quite uh, an intuitive process and today I like uh, snow diving I'm not very good not at all but I like it <laughs> uh, most and, of uh, us aren't yeah yeah not to say no I was just saying most of us aren't very good so it's fine like when you consider your you know uh some of the guys that are going down to 300 feet and all that free diving <laughs> it's like yeah that's not me <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still. I just I had a seminar about mouthful, uh, you know, mouthful uh, air uh, balance things. So I tried that one, but it's very, very complex. And um, yeah. I hope I can, I can break with that my 15 to 20 meter <laughs> limit. Yeah, you don't need to worry <laughs> so, about mouth filling like really until you get, uh, you know, I think it was a 30, 30, uh, 30, 40 meters or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's and, about uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the Frenzel is good up until like, I mean, Valselva, Frenzel, those are even good all the way up to like 50. But Frenzel, you know, coming from scuba diving like yourself, you do Valselva your whole time. Yes. And absolutely. Then yeah. someone was like, I've been doing that forever. And they're like, hey, you should do uh, Frenzel. I was like, what Frenzel? What is that? And then that just changed everything. But it took uh -uh. me about like two months of, you know, straight doing frenzel only. And then you go back into diving, like when you start diving with tanks again, and then you can't frenzel because you got something in your mouth yes, and yes. you got to go back to, it's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, there's all kinds of things out there, but um, yeah, it's always a process, right? Just like engineering, just yeah, like, yeah. just like I would developing like to, a product. Yeah, I would like to learn it. I can't do it now, but I would like to know it. I do, to do it because um, I heard about you can relax much better than with uh, yeah it's a much it's a different feeling and that I would like to to uh, to achieve but we'll see yeah training 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 are you training over there in um, in Switzerland uh, yes but Switzerland is not very well not very good to train you have uh, just lakes we don't have a uh, the sea so this means uh, the visibility is quite bad it's always cold <laughs> well i was gonna say how cold is that water <laughs> well at the moment it's okay at the moment it's about uh, 22 degree but now oh, we are in bad. summer okay yeah, now it's summer but then uh, it's it drops quickly to 10 or, or lower <laughs> which is feasible for a lot of people but it's not really my thing <laughs> well it's hard to dive when it gets that cold because everything gets tight and constricted constricted yeah. When you're diving yeah. and, you know, until you get used to it or you have a good suit, everything becomes critical at that point, you know? Um, yeah. Who are you diving with? Are you diving with a friend or are you diving through a school or? I have a friend who also does it. Um, free diving and spearfishing is a bit difficult in Switzerland. I mean, first, spearfishing is forbidden in Switzerland, so you don't find anybody. And free diving is, is, is not a known sport. So um, I would say I'm living in the area of Zurich. Um, I would say that perhaps about 100 free divers around, something like that. So not really much. Um, so yes, I have one, two people which I go to free diving, but not very often, unfortunately. Something which needs to go, something which I need to do more. But I hope in November I can go to the U40. You know, in Italy, there's a 40 meter yes, tower. Yes. Um, I was just once there. This would be my second time. And uh, yeah, I just love the feeling. <laughs> I wasn't down at 40 meters, unfortunately not, not at all. <laughs> but well, once, were you, were you there doing product testing or is that what you were doing there? Or? Yeah, yeah, we had that. Yeah. You, uh, we, um, we made a very cool video where uh, Peter Collard, this is a, he's a champion in, in freediving, 
made a video where you can see how the vest uh, opens and inflates uh, from 40 meters to zero. It's very interesting to see that this was a lot of fun to do this video. <laughs> I imagine, especially there where it's just warm, it's clear. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that water, uh, I love, I was just thinking about, man, if I had that in my backyard, I would just be practicing free diving every day, you know? <laughs> it is very different. And it's, it's, um, it's, everything feels so simple in the U14. Then when you go back into the lake where you don't see anything, the, the thoughts are very different. So you're always a bit more scared. You don't know where you are. You just follow the line. You don't, it's, it's very different. Yeah, it's the same as when you go like where we live in uh, california when there's bad visibility you can't see but then you go to somewhere where you can you know like the tropical areas and you have good visibility it's so easy to go down deeper because you just see where you're going and yeah, it's yeah. a lot less it's a lot easier to relax i guess rather than just diving into darkness you yes know? yes yeah that's true yeah. that's true i'm always a bit nervous in the lake and uh in the u40 it was different i was just once but this time was really different i liked it yeah where where is the where is the U40 in France? Like it's in France, right? In, it's in it's in Italy. Italy oh, it's in Italy. Okay. Uh, close to uh, Venetic, you know, this a uh, very famous town. Uh -huh. um, I would say about forty minutes, something like that, from Venetic. Wow. So um, for for us, it's not so far. It's about an hour flight, and then we are there. Plus, totally about four hours, something like that. How is that thing set up? Is it a tower? Is it like down into the ground? Did they build down? Yeah. Um, yeah, they built down, yes, in the ground. There are different sections. I mean, the, the tower itself, uh, before the tower starts, there's also a larger, a wider area uh, where you can train or do other things. And then there is this hole which goes down to, to 40 meters. And they, they are quite innovative. They do a lot of things. They, have, they, they put uh, an Apollo spaceship in or cars or things like that. So you can play around with objects in the water. Quite fun. Unfortunately, uh, there was nothing there when I was, when I was there. <laughs> but I hope next time we will see the Apollo or <laughs> spaceship or whatever <laughs> to go into. Of course, it's a copy, but uh, it's very fun to go in. So you developed this vest, and what do you what what's the name of the vest? What do you call it? We call it the Sense Zero Seven. Okay, and why is that? <laughs> Today I'm also asking myself why. why <laughs> Finding a name is yeah. There are two ways. You have an inspiration. You just have a name, and that's it. Or you have brainstorms and brainstorms, which is also fun, but at the end you get something a bit uh, yeah, <laughs> different. Yeah, unique. And we had a lot unique and we had a lot of brainstorms. We thought, well, we need to have something like uh, sensing, sensors, uh, sensation. And well, just the word is not enough. It needs a magic number like a seven. At the beginning, because we thought we would put in seven sensors. So this would really make sense. But today we don't have seven sensors anymore inside. They're a bit less. So, but we kept them for <laughs> It's fine. It looks so, good. What are the what are the individual sensors? Like sensors for uh, heart rate, or sensors or sensors for time? Uh, yeah. At what the beginning, we, at the beginning, we had in mind to have uh, an orientation sensor in as well, so we can sense the orientation in which this also gives us information about the situation of the diver 
but we find out this is not really helpful. So today we use simple pressure sensor, water detection sensors, and time. Okay. So very conventional. And the orientation sensor is gone. The heartbeat sensor is still in mind because this could help. Um, we have a little prototype or a project running beside. And if that is really something which could develop in something cool, then this could be integrated in the next version, but we are not really sure. To, to measure the heartbeat on the water is very difficult. Right. And, um, and uh, it's not sure if you really get useful information from that. I think it would be interesting to be able to incorporate, uh, incorporate you know, like a dive watch, like all the functions of a dive watch like where it tells you how long you're down and it says it right mm -hmm. there. And then it's like all those like data points and records and number of dives and have that integrated in there. I think the hard part would be able to see it while you're diving because when it's on your watch, yeah. you know, you just look, I think that would be really useful. Um, cause then you could just ditch the watch and now you've got this one unit that does everything. Yeah. This would be really cool, but this must come from the other side because the developer dive computer there's so much resources so much investment in uh, we can't we can't carry that but if you find a dive watch producer who is willing to integrate our our controller this would be really cool yes <laughs> yeah nice no that would be really cool um and then so where is it at now is like are you are you is it a production product right now or are you selling it actively selling it right now yeah we sell it since um january uh um 20 uh-huh um unfortunately just in the right time when covid arrived so <laughs> <laughs> well timed yeah <laughs> nice smart uh launch business launch yeah. yeah the launch was very cool in the first month and then it just collapsed <laughs> uh -huh. because nobody was uh, called these clients and people who who wanted to buy it and they all told me the same thing they they're not traveling anymore they don't dive anymore it's uh Right. wait and see and so for a year there was a you know there was hardly anything a lot of conversation a lot of interested people but nobody moving literally nobody moving so <laughs> but now since about a half year picks up again and uh, so we are very positive that uh, we, we can really uh, change something with this product now that's great I, I uh i actually mentioned it a little bit on a podcast i did uh where we talk about some fish that we hunt it's called white sea bass will we'll hunt them a lot of guys hunt them solo by themselves and the reason why is they say they spook really easy and also there's the visibility is usually poor like five feet you know at yeah. sometimes less but it's hard to like watch somebody when it's that bad and then and then you have the danger of either shooting each other or yeah. like bumping into each other so a lot of guys dive without um by themselves some people use if they still can do it terry moss is you know a free diving recovery vest but i think they were like twelve hundred dollars or something like that yeah. Yeah. and you know in the grand scheme of things you talk about your life um you know that's twelve hundred dollars is is nothing um you know it's priceless but at the same time for the masses i think it's such a needed I, I think people could really benefit from it as long as there's two things like for just to give you my two cents, I guess, like is the price points there and it's comfortable 
in the water where it feels like you're you're not you know it's not like you're scuba diving right like you just feel like you're just free diving with this comfortable vest on and from what i've seen it seems like the vest i mean everything like the it seems like it's streamlined it seems like it's it's just like wearing a vest it's small small vest and like you said it's neutral in the water and then the price it's because significant it's a lot i think it's less than um terry moss's one that he used to make is that correct yeah so we are around 700 uh swiss francs this is club 700 dollar more or less yes yeah um it's it's about that and uh you're very right with your comment it's the uh, comfort it needs to be comfortable it needs to be easy and affordable yeah and um unfortunately on that point we would like to be much more affordable as we are today but it's the beginning it's still right. manufactured manually and uh, it takes a lot of time to manufacture one and uh, yeah um, there's, it's not a chain behind you know it's well when you consider though when you consider you know a spear gun costs about the same if not more uh, some guns cost more than that. Like that's a pretty good investment in yourself is to purchase something like that. Um, especially if you plan on diving by yourself. Um, yeah. you know, I try to not dive by myself as much as possible. Like I don't really do that anymore, but I remember when I was younger, I dove a lot by myself cause there was, wasn't that many people around. And, um, if I had something like this, I probably like, I would probably spend twice as much more time in the water now if I had something like this, because you, you know, you're so busy with kids and everything. You got to go when you got to go, like you got to go, you know, when you have your moment and not everybody's on the same page. So if you, if you, you know, if you had something like this to where you could go dive, it would definitely be peace of mind for your spouse and peace of mind for yourself. Um, No, that's pretty awesome. And so where do you guys manufacture them at? Well, in our office, in our, on our, in our sites. So as with the components, of course, uh, like the plastic parts and the electronic, um, that of course we, we produce outside in England, in, uh, in, uh, Austria, uh, Germany, and then they ship the parts to Switzerland and we do the, the final assembly, the tests, and, uh, and then we ship it off. Okay. So this is a. So you see, this the production chain is a, is not efficient at all. It's right. more trimmed. It's more trimmed in the sense. The advantage of this system is that we have everything in control. So if we want to change something, we can do that quite quickly. Yes. When you really install a big production chain, that's a bit more difficult. But at the moment, you don't have any way not the the sell sales number to do any big. Uh, production side so we are we are good by producing manually perhaps in a year or two we we are then able to to produce a bit more efficient but at the moment it's uh yeah it's manual well you also have quality control too you can check you know what you're getting you know like i talked to a friend that gets their stuff made over in china and he said the only thing is when you ship for something you don't know like if you get it and it's all wrong you're stuck with it and you yeah, don't know, course. like, so you, and if you, like you said, if you want to change something, it might be easier for you to fly there and go <laughs> over and show them rather than trying to do things from the U S to China or wherever it is across the world. Um, and I mean, quality control is everything when you're talking about a life-saving device, 
So I think, yeah, it, I, I have, uh, I just, I really respect the fact that when, <laughs> I love the fact that people like you engineers or inventors, you know, saw a need for something and then went out and did it. And I think the take home message for a lot of younger guys and people just in general is the first one didn't exactly work, right? You failed, you failed, you failed. And now you've got this. Yeah. And it's like, don't reinvent the wheel. You got this thing now that works and, uh, it's, it's quite a bit cheaper than, than the, than, you know, the previous item that Terry had. Um, but man, I think there's just a market. I think the biggest thing is we just, you just got to get it out there and have yeah. people and see, you know, and I think that, cause I really think this is something that can save a lot of lives. And so that's yeah. why immediately when I saw, um, Michael with it, um, I was like, Whoa, Hey, what's up with this thing? What is this? Like, this is awesome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, um, to do something like that is it sounds a bit crazy. As you say, you have a lot of, uh, prototypes, which doesn't work a lot of frustration and, uh, a lot of work for very little, but on the other side, you have a lot of new contacts. We were on a lot of exhibitions. You talk with a lot of people. You learn more things. I discovered a new sport, apnoa diving. You discover yourself through the dive. So when I, when I, turn up, when I look back, if I wouldn't do that, then I would probably be now, I don't know, in the office and do something else. So my whole life had to change through that idea. And... Um, this has quite a value and I really enjoy to do it and to be keeping contact in people and uh, hopefully I can travel to some, especially for example, Guam, as you mentioned. Yeah. How <laughs> did you, how did you end away. up in, did you go to Guam? Is that how you ended up or no, how no. did you end up linking up with uh, Michael? No, no, this was, um, I think he found us. He found us. Uh, I think he found us through the website. And uh, yeah, then we just had a, a lot of interaction and uh, he was very interested, wanted to test it. And uh, yeah, these are these contacts which are very, very valuable. And I must also say he's very critical. He comes with a lot of feedbacks, <laughs> with a lot right. of criticism. Yes. I know Michael, yes. <laughs> Challenging. <laughs> and when something doesn't work like he wants to have it and he stays on it, and that's really cool. I mean, that's the only way to do it once. And um yeah, I hope we can really further develop this contact and uh, to bring Sensor 7 and the whole idea forward. So people like Michael are really driving the product in the good direction. I get a lot of good feedbacks from him and, uh, and ideas. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Well, it's funny because I think too, when you're talking about free diving, right? There are when guys come from the scuba diving world, the whole point of free diving is to take all that crap off and just feel free, right? Like where you just feel like you don't have anything there, you don't feel restricted, and you don't have stuff that's gonna get snagged when you're spearfishing on things uh and cause potential problems in itself. Like that's a big concern, is I say to people is I really try to minimize the amount of gear I have because, you know, when you're sitting on the bottom or this or that, like you never know what could uh, a fish could take off and your line snags on a piece like your knife or something. And the next thing you know, you're getting dragged through the water. So, 
Yeah, I think, and and I know that those guys are diving down there. Michael is diving like five days a week at least. I know he dives all yeah. the time. <laughs> so it's like you're going to get a ton of data points, you know? So that's great. Um, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, yeah, go ahead. No, no. And um, yeah, perhaps also, you said before that um, I just want to come back to something which you mentioned, which triggered again. Um, uh, that the West, thanks to the West, you could probably dive more because then you can go alone, you can go whenever you have time. I had a lot of discussions with with some friends uh, in this field, and um, I discovered that yeah, the Sensor Seven West motivates people to dive alone, which is <laughs> how can I say not really what we wanted to do. Because uh, yeah, the body dive system, the two dive, the body dive system is a very strong security point, and the sensor seven um, works a bit against that. And this was quite an interesting discussion with this guy. What is now better, not to have it, and then to force on body dives? By the way, the Aida goes in that way. Aida, you know, the free dive uh, uh, association. They really push uh, the body dive so they don't yep. really want to support the sense of seven best because as i mentioned it uh, it brings people to dive alone or yes you support these people when they are diving alone because they anyway go to dive alone so at least they have something a security dies with them so we had quite an interesting discussion what is now better is it ethically okay to do such a rest or not? <laughs> we we have that discussion quite a bit, actually, as far as even going a step further is teaching newer, like brand new people into spearfishing, how to free dive yeah. to a hundred feet, like how to free dive to where you're teaching these people, young people, usually that don't have a sense of mortality or, you know, you're young, yeah. think you're good to dive to fairly deep you know uh you know 30 meters like and hunt fish but the thing is when you start going deeper there the the consequences are greater and greater and greater or, or the chance of something happening or just it's that much more important when you're going deeper to be to know have what you're doing and have the experience and so people it's almost like giving someone a loaded gun like a teenager or a car the keys to the car you know people are like um you're teaching your kid how to drive before he has a license aren't you encouraging him to take the car without a license and drive i was like mm. no i tried the same logic to other things to try to answer those questions i think having an option look we all have to we all have to be big boys and girls like and and, and having an option is way better i mean think about the people that died this year uh free diving they're out there there's there's actually there's quite a few people that died Maybe they'd still be alive. They just had the option. I mean, this, this vest isn't saying, Hey, go push yourself. Cause you're going to be okay. You know, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. People aren't marketing, like go push yourself. Cause you don't need a die buddy. Now die buddies are obsolete. That's not it at all. Yeah. I, I think the point is that, you know, it's that if you are going to dive, just take the precautions you need to dive. Don't push yourself. Cause there's nothing guaranteed. Like you said, what if you get tangled and now it, you know, blows up on you because you're extending your time. What if you get tangled and something happens, you come up in the kelp and you're still underwater? Like you never know, but at least this is minimizing the risk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now when you tell me this, I remember a long time ago when the ABS, the anti-blocking system for cars came out. I had similar discussions because people said, well, with ABS, you just drive faster because it anyway saves you then in the corner when you break in the corner. <laughs> and so we had similar discussions as well that uh, ABS could be counterproductive, that people are and less uh, careful. And, um, but it wasn't like that. So at the end, right. when you look at that, ABS was a good thing. So I hope uh, the Sensor 7 also, or the, any device like the Sensor 7, will also at the end help and not... Uh, well, it's nice to have an option. So if being safe is important to someone, it's nice to have that option to purchase that. Um, because whether you dive alone or not, or, or if you dive alone, if you don't care about that, you're not going to go out and spend $700 and buy a vest. You're just going to die alone. Uh, you di dive alone. But if you're interested in being safe, that might be something that's worth your investment. So that 30,000 dive where you do something happens and you do black out, it saves you. Like, even if it just saved one life, that could be your life, you know, like yeah. that's important. Um, yeah. I'd rather give people options, I guess, is this thing, yeah. you know, it needs to I understand what they're saying though. I do understand what they're saying. Like you're encouraging people you're, to go dive on their own and that's not it at all. It's this, you know, I don't know. I think people that are going to dive alone. They're going to dive alone regardless. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of education. You have a new option, as you say, and people need to learn to manage that, to, to handle this new option and, uh, and do the reflections. I mean, um, another story that I remembered with the, the bicycle helmets, it's also something very cheap. I mean, it costs some dollars and uh, you put it on and uh, the drive will be definitely more secure. But it took a while until people realized that it needs a certain people education. And today, at least in Europe, it's totally standard to have a, a bicycle helmet on. Nobody thinks even more about it. But uh, 20 years ago, it was not at all normal. And seatbelts um, seat belts are seat belts, yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, it needs it needs a certain time. So I think um, Sensor West will. You call this his tipping point. It will take some some time more until people really realize it that something like a sensor seven vest. I hope we have some competition. Um, needs is needed when you go to dive, and then it becomes normal, and people really have a security device. And on the other hand, this is really crazy. I mean, free diving and spearfishing is dangerous right. when you look at the statistics, and there is no real security device. I mean, everything which you do normally, which is dangerous you are fully equipped with whatever and in this field there is hardly anything and uh, this needs to change and it will change with time now that's a that's a phenomenal point I, I was just thinking about a bunch of other things there's some you're just trying to minimize the risk you're not trying to change the culture of yeah. you know and yeah so and you bring up valid points with all the other things bicycle helmets everything else um, and then there's still like there's still people that don't wear bicycle helmets, you know? Okay, that's sort of fine. But I, if I had a choice, I would like to, you know? Um, but no, that's so what, what, what's, what do you think, what does it look like in the future for your product? Like in a year from now or five years from now, like where do you guys want to take it? Where do you want to be? Um, yeah, do you want to be like, I'm assuming you have another job too. So 
do you want to just eventually just go all in on the sensor seven? Like just, you know, at some point or what are you, what are you thinking? Well, we are, we are not really sure what's happened. Um, um, of course we have uh, an, more ideas to put in to make the sensor seven less better and especially cheaper. That's one of the main goal. Um, but, um, you know, you have this, how can I say, when you do it professionally, you really need to do it fully professionally because there is always a point that when you start to develop a market a segment and the sensor seven becomes successful, as soon as it becomes successful, you get competition. And then the game, the, the fun story becomes into a serious story. This means then you need to have a big company and really go into that. And uh, at the moment, um, uh, we can't afford that. You also need investors for that. And uh, that's, uh, that's another story. Um, so at the moment, you don't have the choice uh, to become a, a big company. We, we stay innovative. Uh, we care for a little side segment and we try to make the product better. So yes, uh, at the side, you, I, still, I still have a job to, to make the money. But um, it needs an external trigger to turn that into a bigger company than really to, to live from it. That's not the case at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, investors in a product that's, I understand that uh, yeah. quite well, it's, actually. In Europe, it's a bit different. In the United States, uh, you have a very strong investor culture. You, you, um, when you have an idea, you find immediately investors and they take the risk, they see the opportunity and jump in for the risk. Europe is very different. When you, uh, you need to have quite a bulletproof case to get an investor. So it's not as easy. Of course, you could now go with the idea to the United States or a similar country and find the investor there. Um, but then you have the culture difference. You always need to take care. When you do business with people from another culture environment, there are a lot of misunderstanding under the carpet, which suddenly came up, comes up and then become a problem. So it's not as easy. It's feasible, and probably we probably will even do that. It's probably the only chance for you to grow, um, but we will do that carefully. Right. No, that's those are all valid points too. I love how America has a culture. We're always like, yeah, go for it. Just throw it. <laughs> We're just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are a little wild, little wild bunch of people. Because um, here the the entrepreneur is, you know. I've met more entrepreneurs in the last year where they're just trying, throwing money at things, trying, you know, they make a million, then they spend a million. They make like, they want to keep inventing and pushing themselves and pushing things. And that's very much like the young gener younger generation, the 30 year old, like they're hungry for that growth. And uh, it's pretty cool because it really does drive a lot of success. Like, yeah. um, some of the school, some of the transportation things here, like scooters and bird and like, um, you know, Uber and all those things were all based off of, uh, Lyft, all these ways we had to get around, uh, cause we don't have the best mass transit system yeah. like, like in New York, but all these things get around started with those types of people and entrepreneurs with an idea and they just run with it. And then they have people to invest in them. And it's just, it really sparks a lot of, a lot of people lose a lot of money because of that. Yeah. They do, yeah. but it does spark a lot of creative um, ideas. And um, yeah. yeah, it's really I mean, cool. That's, 
that's the difference what you say. The difference is that uh, uh, you accept a failure. You lose a lot of money and that's okay. And in Europe, that's not really the case. Everybody says in Europe, it's okay. Losing belongs to the game, but it's different between saying and really accepting. So when you have a <laughs> failure, everybody says that's okay, but in the background, it's not okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, that's and good so, to know. Yeah, that's, that's the reason yeah. why it's so difficult to get investor because yeah, it's, uh, these projects should run. A failed project is is a a, a red spot on your right uh, on your clothes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> that is very funny. It's funny how when you travel, how different cultures see things very differently, and it's little nuances, things like that. Um, some places I've been, and and some cultures that I actually studied in college, it's like they'll never say no, even though they have <laughs> no intention in Philly, but you don't yes. ever say no. Yeah. So that's very funny um, it's, it's it's very interesting but as i said we need to be careful when we when we deal with people more the culture but it's very enriching and it's and you learn a lot of and i love to do that as, as strong as i can um i have a little bit of inter, international business and i love it but always careful yes <laughs> right no even even just the fact that you're it's late where you're at and here i'm talking but like on the west coast of cat like in california and that area nobody goes out late but even in new york city when i lived in new york city when i was going to college there it was like people don't go out until 11 or 12 at night this is totally different and we're in the same country it's just very very different ways <laughs> of culture. it's so bizarre but then you realize the majority of the world doesn't stay goes out later and we're in bed by like eight or nine, you know, like it's, it's very different. Um, yes. So I was just thinking, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with this, how do you plan to market this tool? Are you handing it? Are you like, um, obviously this will help, hopefully. Um, are you looking to go to other areas to travel and, and share the idea with like uh, the blue water, um, some of it was the blue hole, some of the free diving yeah. things and, and things yeah. like that. Maybe the spearfishing world championships um, yeah. and, and those places. Have you, how do you plan to, is that, is that on your radar at all? Or how do you plan to like market or push it out there? Well, about 18 months ago, we, we went to quite a lot of exhibitions and showed the product. Um, and I loved it. It was really very interesting. But since COVID, we didn't do anything like that. And um, also because uh, we think yeah, there are less people, but now it starts to pick up again. Uh, there is no concrete plan, but I think uh, 2022, uh, we will definitely be, be again on one, two, three uh, exhibitions. We'll see which one. Um, but the main drive at the moment is to do to work with social media. I think that's the, the most interesting part to do but uh yeah we need to be more professional it takes a lot of time also to work with social media it's not just to put out the blog oh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work you know that yeah <laughs> so, so uh, here we would like to invest a bit more time and have contact with freedivers that's that's the main point this is the source yeah and uh Later, of course, collaboration with other companies would be important because as a small Swiss company, you will never really go far. So uh, any kind of uh, collaboration is important. 
we have here some ideas, but uh, nothing concrete. We are we are waking up now slowly from a deep, long sleep, COVID sleep. So <laughs> and yeah, I start you, again. To... Is Sweden? Um, sorry, excuse me. Is Switzerland? Is it open? Or is it still shut down? Are you guys still locked no, down? No, no, it's open. It's open. Okay. Uh, still open. We hope we stay open. Um, finger crossed. Um, the Delta variant, of course, is a right. very, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, has a lot of uh, risk again. Uh, but nobody knows. That's the problem. When the situation is unsure, that's, that's poison. When insecurity yeah. is the poison for for economy for everything like that and that's a bit of the situation at the moment but i hope in a half a year hope so hope so situation is more clear and then we can really re restart and relaunch the projects well i yeah i i think everything will be better in just a little it's going to take time i guess for everything to settle down everyone's kind of spooked it was like <laughs> You know, everybody's like, oh, they didn't, some people went right, some people went left, like they have no idea, everybody's just like, I don't know. Uh, I think it'll get better, just give it a little bit of time, but uh, Philip, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing your invention, and I respect the hell out of you guys for what you're trying to do, um, and I'll tell you what, I, uh, I'll do everything I can to share it and get it out there to the listeners, because I think it's a good tool that will help save lives. And if, um, you know, if people want to use it great, if they don't, that's great too. Um, but what a, what a really, really cool story. And, uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And if there's any way I can help you just please let me know. It's very kind. I must say, I, I really appreciate this discussion with you because it's really enriching my life and, and experience. So thank you for your support and we'll see how far it brings. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a nice journey. I, I love it. Thank you so much. Hey, and um, so the other thing is uh, when you get a chance, can you send me a picture and I'll use it as like a thumbnail for the, uh, for the show? I'll just put up a picture of the vest or whatever you want me to do like a yeah. high resolution picture. And then I'll yeah. just use that to announce, like to announce the discussion we had or whatever. But uh, yeah, 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 of course. The same I really do want to help well. you. I really want to help you in any way I can, because I think it's a great, a great tool. And I think Terry, what happened with Terry is he, he just didn't have a time and he got older and you know, his, his inspiration was from when he lost his son free diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think, you know, and because I know that guys, I guess he was like saying that he was doing, if people, if like 15 people wanted to get a vest, they would do like, he would discount it or whatever. But I think he just ran out of time. You know, he wanted to retire and live on the big Island and relax. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad that you're yeah. there to like improve a product and move on with it. So thank yeah. you. You know, Terry, I mean, he, he started the whole process. And as I said before, it's a, it's a, the market needs to learn that the market needs to be, how can I say in English, uh, needs to grow into this idea and and Terry broke the ice for such a product and uh, it always needs different people who continues breaking the ice and I guess after us will be another company breaking right. the ice even more it's a process and I'm very thankful what Terry did uh, yeah. Sensor 7 would be successful at all without him um, he started all that and uh, yeah I admire and him, I think it that, and it helped a lot too because Terry is like you know, a legend in spearfishing. So to have him stand behind an idea, not even necessarily his own product, but the fact that this idea could save lives and, and support it 
and then just gives like kind of in my way is a way to argue against you know people saying you're encouraging people to die by themselves because terry's son passed away with a buddy and what happened was yep. the buddy you know i'm sure you know the story <clears throat> it was deeper and, and he, you know it's hard to get to the bottom when you're freaked out because you need to save someone's life and so yeah, yeah. um i think yeah i i think it was a good thing that terry being terry moss stood behind a product or an idea and then now here comes an engineer um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, the difference is Terry had really a lot of know-how. I mean, he wrote, uh, he wrote, I don't know how many books, at least one I saw. Yeah, Blue Water <laughs> and, Hunter. And, yeah. yeah. So um, he had really a lot of know-how. And um, so he could really incorporate his know-how into the product. And I see it from a pure technical, also I started with that at a pure technical view. Today, um, I have more know-how about the uh, no diving, but of course not not close at all to Terry Moss, but um, uh, I don't really need that because uh, I have a lot of people around like Michael right. so who, who can give me the, the know-how which I'm missing and the product is evolving in that direction. Yeah. But yes, I mean, Terry was really, a, yeah, he was, uh, had a lot of know-how in this field. Yeah. No, that's great. So I'll let you go, Philip. I know it's late there. Um, i'm sorry i'm so glad we were able to link up i know it's like you're busy with your family and my, me too and uh, i got an hour sleeping that's fine <laughs> no it's but yeah i took the day off of work um to, to do this oh. i was like i'm just gonna take the day off and just bust it out because i didn't want to postpone it anymore and then i conveniently got sick with a cold so i was like well perfect then i'll just stay at home it's perfect <laughs> okay yeah well thank you for your flexibility it's very kind oh no thank you all right thank Thank you you, philip thank you but all the best yes sir sir. bye-bye bye-bye see you bye-bye all right that concludes the show for today uh serious just a huge thank you to philip for being on the show um and also uh so much respect to people that are trying to make things better for us as humans uh in and out of the water and Philip is definitely one of those guys. Um, and always much respect to Terry Moss for going above and beyond and creating something and inspiring others to do so as well. So thank you guys for listening. And remember, if you are interested in purchasing one of the best, um, put in Spear Factor 10 as a promo code and you'll get 10% off. So it's my gift to you guys for being listeners. Thanks again and have a great week.
Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.